Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe growing a business should not be a mystery. The simple steps should not be kept from you, and anybody can become a Business Made Simple professional. This week, we're answering the question, is it really worth it to create an online platform for your business? Special guest John Lee Dumas, author of the book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, says yes. He'll show you the right way by sharing his step-by-step plan for how you can produce consistent content for your platform that doesn't feel cheesy and allows you to expand your influence. But first, let's check in with our host, Donald Miller, and co-hosts, Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan. Confession. Yeah. I hate building a platform. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't even like having a platform. Uh-huh. Honestly, ditto. <laughs> really? Same. Yes. Yep. Here's the truth. I want all the benefits of an enormous platform. Like I want to mention, I saw a friend that had a Maytag washing machine the other day. It was so cool. And then I want one showing up on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, Like the Maytag the people thing. going down. It was such a pleasure yeah, see, to hear you talk about our washing machine. <laughs> I just want to get paid for the things that I eat and drink. Like, I drink. There. I want that, too. Is that too much? No. (laughs) That's not too much, Yeah, yeah. So, like, anytime I take a swig of my coffee, just post a photo about it, and then all of a sudden, I get all the coffee I want to my doorstep. That's right. Well, first of all, let's clarify what we're talking about, about a platform. Platform is the idea of where a place where you can kind of have influence and promote yourself, your products, your uh, services. That's what so I'm doing it can, wrong. Yeah, that is what you're doing it's wrong. It's the main like delivery vehicle for content you create, your ideas, your influence, content your and, passion. Yeah, influence. Yeah. So it can be Instagram, social media, podcast, but it can also be books. Napster. It can be Blogs. speaking. <laughs> Napster. <laughs> well, the beauty of the variety of platforms that are out there right now, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and blogs and podcasts, is that with the diversification of media, now people have more direct access to the public. It used to be that if you couldn't go through a publisher, you couldn't get your platform out there. You couldn't get a book. Yeah. If you could, didn't go through People Magazine for an interview, you couldn't be seen. If you weren't able to get on CBS Nightly News or Good Morning America, you couldn't get your message out there. And now there are actually all these platforms that people have and have the ability to talk directly to their audience in a way that we never had before. There's also a lot more noise out there because there are so many platforms and so many people. So it is a little bit harder to break through, but we have a little bit more control over the image that we offer the public. We have more access to people and we can actually hone in and find out what is our audience like? Where do we belong so we can reach more people? And how can we use our own personality and gifts to find the platform that works best for us? I think, you know, if the message that you're spreading is so valuable and it genuinely resolves a pain point for somebody, then it kind of is your duty to spread that message. And the Mm -hmm. beauty of having a platform is that you're able to do that in a way that doesn't cost a lot of money. And that's not a huge undertaking in terms of filming a bunch of content that you have to release or getting a publishing deal. You can just pick up your phone and record a video and post it on your Instagram. Donnelly Dumas knows a lot more about social media than we do. He knows a lot about building platforms and how to do it. It's the question of the age. How do I get more followers, more people to pay attention, more people to take me seriously? So I'll ask somebody who actually knows about social media and how to build a platform. Here's my conversation with John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas, good to talk to you. Don Miller, how are you doing today? <laughs> I couldn't be much better. JJ Kula and I just talked about how much 
We can't stand the necessity of building a platform, yet we all do it. <laughs> do you meet a lot of people who are like that or are just like, I can't stand Instagram. I just have to do it because it's good for business. Do you meet those folks? 100%. They said, if I could wake up <laughs> and every social media platform would disappear, never to return, I would be the happiest human being ever to live. Okay. Honestly, though, have you ever felt that way yourself? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing I love doing, and that's what I'm doing with you right now. I love, and I flipping love having amazing conversations with amazing people. This is all I want to do. Everything else is just, ugh, I don't want to do it. Do you take these conversations, and we call them clip downs? Do you clip down stuff that you put on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff? Is that the majority of the way that you, you build your platform? 100%. I mean, I call it repurposing. It's the same thing. Um, you know, clip down is a better word because it actually does kind of denote yeah. what I feel like it is, which is kind of like a watered down version of what this actual conversation is. Because it's just a little snippet, just a little tease to try to, you know, interrupt people's day to get them to what we really want them to do, which is come and listen to this whole conversation, which is right. amazing. Right. And that's what we want them to do. And that's the goal of it all. Okay. So do you have a platform strategy? Well, let me ask this question first. Who all is involved in helping you create a platform? Do you have people that you send this file to and they find good chunks and then put subtitles over it and then post it on your Instagram for you? Do you do it all by yourself? I am not that talented. I would okay. never be that talented. I would be very jealous if you're like, ah, oh, Don, I do it in five minutes before bed. <laughs> I have a goal in life to only do the things that A, I'm really good at and B, that only I can do. But that's my attitude. Listen, if you have a zone of genius, if you have a zone of fire, if you're like great at doing one thing, everything else is a distraction from that. And so from day one, and I couldn't do this day one, but from day one, my goal was to say, hey, how can I look at my plates, which has 10 things on it, but there's only two things that I'm great at. How can I take eight of those things off of my plate, but still effectively be doing those eight things within my team, within my business, within my community. And that's where I was bringing on VAs and outsourcing to independent contractors, building and designing what I call a content production plan. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And that's the key, brother. If you have a content production plan, life gets simple. Now, listen, I'm in book promo mode right now. So like my, my, my uh, calendar is crazy, but I promise you this and everybody listening to this, come April 1st when I'm off of it, I'm going back to my normal schedule, which is I work really hard five days per month. And I mean really hard. Yeah. 25 days per month, man. I'm hanging out here in Puerto Rico, taking in the sun, chill out, chilling out, doing other things that I care about, like health, wellness, friendships, relationships, traveling the world. But five days per month, I work hard. The other 25 days, you cannot catch me in the office. Let's back up because you said something that's really interesting. A content production plan. Are you open with what yours looks like? How you, how you came about doing it? What you're you know, what the flow is, if you will, on the factory floor? Absolutely, man. I mean, listen, it's a 13,500 word chapter in my book. So we can only talk so much about it. <laughs> yeah. You understand as an author, like how many words that is for one chapter. It's it's actually enormous. I've never written a chapter that long. Yeah. The reality is every word has to be there. It is such an important part of your roadmap to success. And I didn't even realize like what a beast it was going to be until after I got done running. And I'm like, oh my God, like this, should I just take this and make it a separate business book? It's like insane how our content production plan has led us to where we are, which is a business that again, has me, the founder and main face and brand of this working five days per month, but we've never in our business's existence for the last 91 months in a row 
netted less than $100,000, oftentimes much more, but never under $100,000 for 91 months in a row. And that's about $20,000 a day that you're, you're getting on your work days. It's, I mean, it's just incredible. That's my hourly rate. And that's why I'm so tuned in to how I spend my time because I understand how valuable it is and how important it is for me to realize that I'm actually terrible at all the other things. So why would I be doing something I'm terrible at? Like I need to find somebody who's great at that and have them do that exact thing so that I can do the one or two things in life that I'm actually great at and outsource all the rest. And I, spe- I see so many people getting so burned out doing, th- doing, doing the things that they're not even good at doing. So when it comes time for them to do things they're great at, they don't have any energy or bandwidth left. Right, right. So for you, that is these podcasts. I would imagine there's some writing schedule going on. Uh, what else is on the factory floor that's, that's what, what you're doing? Basically what you just mentioned. So, so conversations and then written words. So I have five days per month where I'm focused. I do two days per month where I'm doing 16 interviews for Entrepreneurs on Fire, where I'm doing eight on one day, eight on day two. I have one day per month where I'm a guest on 20 other podcasts back to back wow. to back. 15 minute increments. And that's my guesting on other podcasts that I commit to every single month. Who's booking that for you real quick? Because that's a big thing. So do you have a booking agency that's booking that for you? So I have a scheduler with a link that when my assistant gets an email asking if I will be on somebody's podcast, they reply with that scheduling link that says, John would love to be on your show. There's no you know, download requirement. There's no number right. of episode release. I have no requirements, but my only requirement is it's only 15 minutes long. That is the cap of the interviews that I will be on other people's show. And if they you know, agree to that, then boom, they book me. And I have six hours of 15 minute interviews one day per month, back to back to back. There's a philosophical foundation for what you just said. And I, I don't want it to pass without every listener hearing it. You are dictating the agenda. You are saying, I'll give you 15 minutes. It's not, hey, will you have me on and I'll jump through whatever hoops you want. You're saying, this is how I want to live. And unless it's Jimmy Fallon or something, you're just saying no if they have, if they want you on for an hour. You can't do it. It's 15-minute increments. That's a philosophical foundational underpinning of what's making the whole operation work. You're not being swayed by an external agenda. It's your internal agenda, and it's, it's the Swiss watch works this way. There's no room for an extra cog in any of these wheels, right? Makes these interviews better, brother. Like, I believe me, like, I actually say in the little thing that when they have to fill out the scheduler, it says... Listen, just skip the tell me about yourself question. Like you can do that <laughs> on your own as a professional podcaster. Find out what my story is, record it on your own, take those five minutes back, and we can have 15 minutes of a very meaningful conversation, which if used correctly, is plenty of time to get a ton of value across. And people thank me after that. They email me, they're like, John, like, man, just getting over that, like, you know, idea of me having to be like, so Don Miller, tell me everything there is to know about you. And you're like, well, when I was a child in upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, it's just a waste of time. You can't take it, yeah. Nobody wants that. What people want when they're hearing your voice, when they're hearing my voice, they want a solution to their problem. Mm-hmm. They don't want your life story. They don't want my life story. Like, listen, there's a time and a place for that on our About Me page, that's fine. What they want is like, hey, what is a solution to my real problem? And when I can get right in for those 15 minutes and deliver them that, I'm winning and they're winning because they're getting those solutions to the problem. Like that is where I focus my time on with those 15 minute increments. I love it. And that, and that all takes preparation on your part. Do you have somebody who is preparing you 
for an interview, not not podcasts that you're going to be on, but when you have somebody on, is somebody has somebody prepared a prep sheet for you? Great question. So when somebody fills out the um, scheduler to be on Entrepreneurs on Fire, there's things they have to fill in. Number one is their proposed title. So I want to see like what they would call the podcast episode if they had the choice. And sometimes we go with that. Sometimes we change it up a little bit knowing our audience. But, you know, it's really handy to know what they would call the episode. We also have them submit four to six bullet points of what they would have the interview flow be. Because again, it would be interesting to see what they think would be a great flow based off of their knowledge, based off their expertise. And sometimes we use that and sometimes we add some different things. Sometimes I throw in a few curveballs and I don't do any research about the guest whatsoever, except for the 30 word bio they send. So I know the 30 word bio, which of course is the highlights, but that's all that I know. And there's a reason why I do this. Number one, I'm kind of lazy at heart. So like, I just don't want to put in the work to like really do a lot of research, you know, behind the 15 to 20 um, guests that I'm interviewing every single month. That's just a lot of work and a lot of effort. And I'd rather not do all that work personally. Number two, I am a big believer in the curse of knowledge. Yeah, me too. When Don Miller's like asking a question or saying something and I just get it because I follow all of his stuff and I consume all of his great content, I'm not going to follow up with a question that I know my audience is screaming into their earbuds because I just assume that everybody knows it because I have the curse of knowledge and I don't want that to happen. So I, I approach things with curiosity. But I, again, I want to be very clear. It's like a combination of being lazy and wanting to be curious. So like, okay. I want to be honest that, you know, it's, it's also because I'm lazy. Okay. So you get that content, you've done that interview and now you, that's the podcast. Now you still have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, if you just go with the four big guns. What, what are you doing to create content for that or who's helping you do that? So I have a virtual assistant who's building me now for seven years and there's wow. a tool called repurpose.io, repurpose.io. Good friend of mine is the founder of it. Um, he just gets podcasting. He knows both audio and video content. Just to back up a second, when I'm done, I hit the, I hit the, the stop button. I export the MP3, up, upload it to my Dropbox where my virtual assistant is. So he gets that little ding. Something's going to upload to the Dropbox. My job is done, brother. I step back, no more. He edits it. He has the intro, the outro, the sponsors. He takes that clip, enters it into repurpose.io, which is literally just dragging the MP3, dropping it into this repurpose.io box. And then that will spit out the Instagram stories, the Instagram post, the YouTube post, the Twitter feed, all of it. And you sign up for like a monthly fee to do that and it just does all that? Like 10 bucks a month. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's, that's the nugget. You said, you know, do you have a solution to people's problem? You just gave them a huge one. That's enormous. And you've built a $100,000 a month business. You've been, you're 90 plus months and it's doing great for you. You actually moved to Puerto Rico. We talked about that a little bit before we started the interview because it's saving you a ton of taxes. You, you, you work five days a month. The other 25 days you walk on the beach, <laughs> you fish, do you have hobbies? No exaggeration. Um, <laughs> I'm really focused on health and wellness. So like my morning routine, like takes me like three hours sometimes. I mean, it includes infrared sauna, it includes plunge pools. I'm working out with my trainer. You just hit the whole Tony Robbins uh, lifestyle. You're, you're Tony Robbins wish he, wishes he could keep up with me. I'm actually <laughs> going to be at his place later this month. I'm going to be like, Tony, join me for my morning routine and you won't be able to keep up. I love it. I love it. That sounds awesome. John, you've been incredibly helpful, and I, I want to keep to, uh, to our commitment. I know you've got a lot of other interviews to do, 
but that alone has, I think, changed a lot of uh, people's opinions about how they can they can build a platform and run a platform. You automate it. You turn it into an assembly line. You do what you can do best. A lot of takeaways there. Something that I live by that I think could help so many people is I call it batching like a baller. Yeah. I kind of shared how I do that a little bit where I do eight interviews in one day, 20 interviews in other shows. If you can create your content production plan around that philosophy, everything becomes better because you wake up, that day is your Super Bowl, that day is your World Cup, and you just deliver on those days. And then the other days you recharge, you refresh, you work in other parts of your business, whatever that might be batching like a baller. I love it. Do you talk about that in The Common Path to Uncommon Success? I do. All right. That's the book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. You can get it on Audible or you can buy it uh, hardback. Just go to amazon.com wherever you buy books. John, what a great conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. Did you know StoryBrain certifies marketing experts who can overhaul your marketing plan? This week's Marketing Minute tip comes from StoryBrand certified guide, Lisa Barfield, who was working to clarify the messaging of a New Jersey diner before they were hit with a very unfortunate situation. They ended up having a fire that shut them down for, for several months. Does your marketing clearly communicate the problem your product solves for customers? If not, hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Lisa Barfield today at marketingmadesimple.com. And because Lisa had already helped her client clarify their messaging and find their unique voice before the fire, once they were back on their feet and open for business. They ended up winning Diner of the Year in the middle of the pandemic through the messaging and really the messaging, the story brand framework helps pull out the uniqueness amongst that competition. Our story brand guides are the best marketers in the world. They know how to get your business a huge return and they're ready to work for you. Hire a story brand guide today at marketingmadesimple.com. We've talked a lot about Instagram, about Twitter, about building your platform, but in my opinion, we haven't talked about the main thing we need to talk about. When it comes to building a platform, the first thing you need is a controlling idea. Before you even go onto Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of that, you need a controlling idea about what you are trying to accomplish. And, and that takes a little bit of work. There are really you know, three platforms, if you will, that uh, I'm operating right now. Uh, one is Business Made Simple. That's, that's my team and businessmadesimple.com is the, the online platform, the online courses. Uh, and, and we wondered, pondered, took some time uh, to figure out what the controlling idea of Business Made Simple is. The first uh, controlling idea was that college uh, may not be worth the money in terms of of learning business, and that you need an online platform that's that's much cheaper that actually teaches you how to run a real business. You know, we we like that idea. Uh, we ran with it a little bit, tested it in the market, and, and the results were fine. People, of course, were very enthusiastic. But it turns out that's really not our audience. Our audience are people who own businesses, probably had a degree, or not thinking about going back to college. So we began to run with another idea that was equally true, simultaneously true with the first one in terms of what the, the platform provides. And that is that growing a business should not be a mystery. You, you should have access to the simple knowledge it takes to run and scale your business. That controlling idea, you're going to start hearing. You're going to hear it at the beginning of this podcast. You're going to hear me say it on my, my, my Instagram feed. You're going to hear us say it on, on Business Made Simple social channels. You're going to hear us say it a lot. The reason is that's what you do with a controlling idea. 
It is the message, if you will, that you want people to memorize. It's the foundational message and everything else that you produce uh, needs to sub submit, if you will, to that controlling idea. The controlling idea is, is a tool that screenwriters use a lot. You know, the controlling idea of Tommy Boy <laughs> is that you know, Tommy Boy is trying to save his dad's company. Uh, that, that's the controlling idea. He's trying to redeem himself because he's been a screw up by saving his dad's company. What that means is the screenwriters who write Tommy Boy have to obey that controlling idea and submit to it for the rest of the script. We can't be throwing, you can throw in subplots if you want, maybe a romance, maybe maybe a friendship with, uh, with his coworker or whatever. But the gist of the story, the plot question, the story question is, will Tommy Boy be able to save his father's company? One of the problems that I think happens when when brands use social media is that they're just randomly shooting out messages without first defining a controlling idea. That's effective, but it's infinitely less effective than actually having a controlling idea. So maybe you, your staff, can get around a table this week at lunch and, and you can explain or maybe send them this, this uh, closing thought and uh, have them understand what the controlling idea is and then ask, what is our controlling idea? What is the idea that we are going to defend? What is the idea that we are going to teach people to memorize as we broadcast about our brand to the world? And that second idea is also true. You've probably heard me say it before. Good communication is an exercise in memorization. Before you give a speech, before you make a video, before you send out an important uh, shareholder letter, you want to ask yourself, you know, what would I want the reader of this shareholder letter? What, are, what would I want the person who watches this presentation, what would I want them to memorize? And of course, then you help them memorize it by saying it in the same language over and over and over. The controlling idea about your brand is what you want them to memorize. It's what you want the, uh, the, the, the engager of your social media to understand and believe and agree with about you. Once you have your controlling idea, which again, takes some time, you might want to test it. You can always change it if it doesn't work to your satisfaction. But once you have it, you run with it. You run with it and you run with it for years and you keep repeating it because it's that controlling idea more than almost anything else. That controlling idea is going to build your business and you can use social media to tell people your controlling idea and to get that message out. Clarify your message first before you uh, start talking and uh, your words will go further. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We'll, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. The show is hosted by Donald Miller and co-hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson and Kula Callahan. It's produced, engineered, and edited by Bobby Richards. Doug Kime and Tim Schur are the executive producers and Lindsay Frail and Carrie Murdoch are co-producers. When you become a Business Made Simple professional at businessmadesimple.com, you get access to our library of courses that take the mystery out of growing a business. Become a Business Made Simple professional today at businessmadesimple.com.